This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Yak Gadget. For all your kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Pelican cases, coolers, and lighting. Go to pelican.com. The 153 Bait Company. For all your hard and soft bait needs, go to the153anglers.com. Now let's get this show started. Hey everybody, what's up? Um, Ken Morris, if you don't uh, recognize me, and this is a uh, episode two of the River Bass and Rivals um, podcast. So today I have uh, Travis Swan Newman coming in to talk about some river bass in life, and uh, you know, just moving water and fishing and kayaking and stuff like that. So um, if you guys don't know anything about Travis, he has kind of been all around, but I would consider him an Ohio guy. That's where I I met him and. Um, you know, we met up with uh, against each other in the River Basin Trail, and we've uh, there's some local trails that we've uh, met up and fished against each other, and you know we've kind of uh, coined the term frenemies in this certain group of uh, river guys that we have. So he definitely became one of those. Um, definitely a good fisherman and one of those guys that you definitely uh, see on the on that roster, and you're like, oh man, like really got to step it up because he's going to bring it um, every time. So. Without further ado, I'm going to bring him in, and we're going to get this going. So, what's up, Travis? How you been, man? Pretty good. Just riding out the winter here in Ohio, like you said. Yeah, back in Ohio, huh? How's this winter treating you after having a taste of living in the South over the for a, for a little while? Man, not a fan. Uh, yeah, I really in winter was my favorite time to fish down in Florida and Tennessee. So, yeah, this is is killing me. A little bit miserable. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, hey get spoiled sometimes i guess but um you know I, welcome back to ohio i think i said that you know it's been probably a year or so um, since yeah. you've been back but it definitely it's nice to see you in the, in the local trails and stuff like that and get some uh 
get some competition in there. So to begin with, I guess when, so this is river bass and like lifestyle sort of stuff. We, you know, we primarily, at least I do, and you heavily like to fish moving water and, and stuff like that, at least enough to compete in it and to be recognized in this sort of region. Um, definitely consider you a river guy or river rat. Um, where, where did you start river fishing, Travis? Um, so yeah, I started river fishing, uh, as a kid, like, you know, I was probably maybe 10 years old, uh, with my dad on the Stillwater river in, uh, Southwest Ohio. Um, so Dayton area. Um, okay. and then it pretty much grew, you know, from there, by the time I went to college, uh, I had the Hawking river at, you know, in Athens by Ohio university. So, um, excellent river to fish. Absolutely. Yeah, a lot of love for the Hawking River. Um, it's probably, you know, my favorite in Ohio. Just uh, um, the nostalgia I have there of skipping college classes and going to catch a couple small now. Um, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, but it was there uh, where I also, you know, kind of discovered the river bassing trip on a spring break. Uh, There's like my second to last year of college. You know, we were trying to figure out what, you know, a group of guys, our OU fishing club, we were trying to figure out what to do for spring break. And, um, you know, we wanted to go fishing south somewhere. Came across the River Bassin Trail online and Drew Gregory, you know, he had, he did like a preview for like all these rivers out there on the panhandle for that tournament. So we figured, screw it, let's just go down there. And we stayed there for like a week, fished, you know, all those rivers that Drew previewed. And then I stuck around to fish, you know, my first river bassing trail um, down there on the, I was on the St. Mark's River uh, in Florida. Okay. St. Mark. And what year, do you remember what year that was? Uh, would have been 2014, 2015. 14. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Dude, that's a love, that's an awesome area. I've been down there. It's really fun. Um, mm -hmm. Pretty cool to fish. Definitely. You know, Florida's got some amazing waters. It's not just Okeechobee and Kissimmee and, you know, there's change. Like, there's a lot of hidden stuff in that panhandle that are super, that's super fun to fish, too, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, when I finished college, uh, I, you know, just looking at jobs, you know, nowhere was really off the off limits for me. I didn't, you know, didn't, you know, wife, kids, anything going on in Ohio. And uh, the first job I landed was kind of in that area of Florida. So I got to go live down there for a year and a half and really really get to know some of those explore rivers. it that's awesome yeah. yeah dude that's wild um so you know we touched on the river bass and trail and this is kind of where all of this stemmed um i don't know if i did a great job explaining this in the previous episode with uh tim perkins um i would you know i'm just gonna be honest i had covid and my brain was not quite working right so i i honestly can't remember half of the episode and i haven't gone to rewatch it to be uh to, to embarrass myself about it. So if anybody thought I was acting weird, I apologize. But, you know, at the core of the show is I've made a bunch of friends and a bunch of contacts throughout the years in um, kayak fishing and rivers. And I thought it would be really cool to um, approach some of those people that I've met over the years. And, and, you know, they've all become rivals in these tournament trails now that it's evolved, like River Bassin has fallen off of off the thing and off the trail list. And we have a KBF, we have a Hobie, we have a, you know, bass, and then there's all the local trails. And it's really, really grown since we started doing this, at least. And it started way before I started doing it, even. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just, it's kind of nostalgic, a little bit of touching roots and like a lot of the friends that we, there's a lot of stories to tell. 
if people are willing to tell them and get out there, like it's just a fun, I think it's a fun thing to do a little segment for people to enjoy. So if I didn't explain that well enough, the first episode, I apologize to everybody, but I can't remember. Do you remember the first time we ran into each other, Travis? Do you have any inclination? I remember because like my memory is like seeing your name and seeing it near the top. And it always bugged me because I was like, this dude's always fishing river bassmans and he's always doing well. So like, that was when like, I've always been ultra competitive and I try not to let that like shine through. But like when Clayton and I started really getting into river bass trail, you were in, we did it in, in, if anybody's not familiar, there was an individual section and there was a team section. So Clayton and I always fished together and like, you know, did a bunch of stuff together because we entered every tournament as a team as well. So, and then, so you entered it as an individual and then you could enter it as a team and your fish counted for both. So if you did well and your partner did well, you both did well. And so like, we, yes, Clayton and I were fishing against each other at the same time, but we wanted each other to do well because we wanted to win as a team at the same time. And I don't remember if you were on any teams, but in the individual, Travis was always at the top. He's always beating us. He was always beating me. Like I felt like I could never beat him. And I just don't remember when that first started. Do you remember? Seeing when uh, Clayton and I came on the scene, I can't, I just can't remember. I just, I just remember seeing your name on the computer screen or on my phone going through the thing all the time. And I, I don't remember when we actually met. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, kind of back at you, the same thing is like you and uh, Clayton were on a team and I was teamed up with uh, Jim Heinrich. You know, that's team. right. Oh, <laughs> Jim. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I, I met him at that first river Bassin tournament I ever did. He was at the same campground as me and my college buddies. And we were like, oh, you know, where are you from? And he said, Ohio. And then you and I was like, oh, sweet. So are we. And he was like, what part? And I was like, Dayton. He's actually from Inglewood, like the same exact little part of Dayton that I was from. So we ended up teaming up the following wow. year. Yeah. So uh, I, I know the team race was like you and Clayton, me and Jim and uh, Jeremy. Jim Jeremy, and Jeremy and Shannon. Yeah. So yeah. it was like those three teams were like all vying for the top spots. Of course, after uh, Tim and Lance dropped out, you know, they, they gave us yeah. a shot there. Yeah, um, I heard that they ran the racket there for a little while. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it, it could have been, it could have been um, the Parkersburg West Virginia tournament that I came up and fished. I came up okay. and fished that from, from Florida. If you guys were there, cause the hopping river was in bounds. The first one I think that I ever fished was the first one I ever fished was in Columbus when Drew came to Columbus Kayak, um, the old kayaking store. Yeah. And then um, Clayton and I did decent. We didn't do great, but we did decent. Mm-hmm. And we like saw like how the standings were with the team stuff. And that's when we went all in. And then I think the second one was in Logan in our region. Um, okay. That was, I think that's the second or. No, we did the one in Columbus. That was the first one I ever did. And then that was like, it was late in the season or something like that. And then yeah. the next year we decided to go on it. And the first one was in like Logan of the 2017 or I can't remember, but I can't yeah, I'm terrible yeah. with that stuff. But yeah, the second one I ever did was uh, I think in Logan, um, Ohio, which is down by the Hawking River. In, in yeah, that area yeah. Too. maybe, that, maybe so, that's what I came up for. Yeah. One year it was Logan. One year is based out of Logan. One year is based out of Parkersburg. I don't know if I don't. Yeah. I think I may have missed out on the Logan one first time around, but I was at Columbus. I remember yeah. that I got like second or third. Did really good. Yeah, yeah. Because I, I, because that's how I met. Like that's how Clayton and I's team started was at that Columbus event. Because that's mm-hmm. when he broke. 
That's when he shattered his kneecap playing hockey. And he, I had only fished one tournament before then, and I had met him. And then he, then he shattered his kneecap, and he made a post on the internet that was like, I want to fish this tournament, but I can't carry any of my gear. And I was super new, super new to kayak fishing. I didn't know anything about, like, rivers or getting in spots or doing anything like that. And I said, if you take me to a spot where I can fish, because I don't know anything about Columbus or fishing in Columbus areas at that time, I was like, I'll carry all your stuff. So we basically met up. I unloaded his whole truck and loaded his kayak up with all this gear. And all you had to do was to hop in. And I pushed him off because his knee was jacked from a, like a hockey accident. That's crazy. So, and then that's, and then from then on, we just started fishing together, like for reservoir bass and stuff. Like we became a team and, you know, whatever. And that, the rest is history. But yeah. Um, and, and you picked it up really quick, like right when you jumped in. Yeah. It was, yeah. You, you were in the running. Yeah, it was like it's, it's like fire, man. Like I, I you know, uh, I think Tim, we came across it in Tim, and Tim was like, "You need to, to you know, appreciate, like you know, realize your, your talent level." And you know, I, I try to be you know a bit modest or not think of it about like that. But thinking about it, you know, I did start bass fishing in like 2015, 16, and it's it, it has come a long way very fast. So I did immerse myself in it pretty heavily. So I, you know. If you if you put the time in, it, it definitely will come to you for sure. So it did. It, it got very competitive very quickly for me for sure. Yeah, I mean, you kind of have to be competitive to uh, if you're if you're fishing fishing tournaments. You know, you're a competitive ter- ter- person to want to compete at some extent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So, what was your if you had to whittle down? to like your favorite river bassin moment or story like trail related, or you can even branch out and just a river bassin style in general, because you've done a lot, you fished a lot of rivers that wasn't necessarily in creeks and streams that aren't necessarily competitive um, driven. I know yeah. that you've tried, you've been, you're like me and other guys, you've been everywhere. You've been in Missouri, Tennessee, you know, anywhere that has moving water, you've tried to fish there as much as you can. So what, I guess, mm-hmm. If there is a, a unique story like that you like to tell, what would that be? If you don't mind sharing, um, yeah, uh, you know, there, there's definitely been some stories. Um, my my favorite like moment of River Bass and Trail was uh, I teamed up while I was in Florida. I drove up to Georgia um, to meet up with uh, Will Clements, and we formed a team and drove out to Missouri. A tournament um, it was like on the border of Arkansas and Missouri, like Western part of the state um and we had like a day and a half of pre-fishing figuring out and just like kind of on a whim you know after you know using gauges and whatnot to figure out what we were what we were fishing wasn't really working um being able to pick his brain and his mind there you know a couple day trip and then we ended up winning the team side of of that tournament out there in missouri you know a guy from florida and georgia really i'm from ohio but Came in, came into their their home territory and beat all the yeah. locals. So um, they was, they have some they have some unique territories and some unique stuff to fish out there. I've been out in Missouri and, and some of those streams. Like it's 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 awesome and uh-huh. extremely frustrating how different each region of the eastern you know, I would still call it eastern like you cut it right yeah. down in the middle the eastern United States river systems are for bass fishing like yeah. how unique and challenging each like region in that is different definitely like it, it's wild and, and you know uh, if you've listened to drew and i um in any of our shows though like those regions all have individual 
black bass species in them too because they're completely different water systems for the most part um when you when you break it down from like the mississippi delta and then like you know whatever the one in alabama delta and then you know all that stuff that's all separate ecosystems and they shouldn't have any you know crossover so they all have their individual you know micro bass black bass species and stuff it's just wild to think about you can get so deep into this stuff that's crazy that people don't even realize the 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history designed by john browning the 1911 was the standard issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's part of the fun, man. Just the different, you know, species you can check off the list along the way on the river. So what is one out there? The O'Shea, I can't remember. Is it the O'Shea smallmouth or something like that? What is that one? That, do you remember what that one is that's out in, like, Missouri, Arkansas the, area? That's Neo, yeah, Neo? The, the Neosho smallmouth? Neosho. Yeah. yeah, that's it, Neosho. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. but Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. I'm terrible at pronouncing things most of the time. Do you, do you think you ever came across one of those, or do you have no idea? Uh, I would have to go back and look at the river systems I fished, maybe, because gotcha. um, I still feel like they're not spread out throughout those whole states. I don't know. Not an expert on it, so don't quote yeah. me on that. But, oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Potentially, I don't think I would know just by looking at them. Probably wouldn't know. The difference. Yeah. yeah, you'd have to like probably pull it up and make it a goal, and then go fishing, and then like look for those details for sure, yeah. or something like that. You know. Yeah, I mean. Sure. I, yeah. Yeah, I may have run across one because I fish, you know, Missouri, you know, western Missouri, all the way to eastern Missouri, and then same thing in Arkansas. So maybe, but I can't guarantee it. Yeah. So would you consider yourself a power fisherman in the rivers and creeks? Like, or do you finesse or do you want to speak on that at all? Uh, yeah, I try to be a power fisherman because that's, that's obviously it's just more fun. And it feels like the bigger fish come that way, but I'm better at finesse fishing. If the power isn't working, like within that first like hour, I pretty much put it away and uh, wow. I'll just grind it out finesse fishing because I'm I'm better at finesse fishing. And yeah, you know, there's definitely things to improve on. Uh, you know, I'm pretty honest with myself. I'm just like my casting. I'm just always like four Dude, inches. It's off. so <laughs> hard to cast in a river consistently. Yeah. Like you know, we yeah. all act like like we're good you know what i mean at this point but i still foul cast so many times like oh, there's yeah. probably fish that i've spooked because i'm trying to do something fancy and get this spitter bait or this chatter bait or whatever like in this like inch by inch hole in between these limbs and because there's a perfect current right underneath of it and i like smack the tree six times before you actually get the lure in there like it's so because your kayak's moving and the stream's pushing everything and it, it's so hard to cast when you, especially if you're on those small creeks that you can literally reach across sometimes you know what i mean yeah yeah but, absolutely 
and all that's pro also probably the issue is my stubbornness and not having very much equipment. So I'll take like a seven foot rod out on a short creek and be trying to whip that thing around when there's, you know, bank in the way and stuff. But that's, that's another discussion for a different time. Um, so, so finesse fishing, I guess, mm -hmm. on, a, on a river, do you like, is it like Ned ringing? Because I started finesse fishing in like the rivers and creeks when I started, but I quickly, quickly moved away from it and went almost to all power and top water for the most part. Like, do you Ned rig? Do you drop shot? Like, what do you do? Do you just throw a Cinco out there and like, or do you mind sharing like a, at least something? Like what's the, what's the deal with finesse fishing and like the rivers and creeks that we, you know, stomp through? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> it's, it, it, you know, it obviously depends on the river. Um, it, it's kind of evolved over time. Um, you know, through college, I was real big on just throwing like a wacky worm Cinco and just kind of letting it drift like weightless. Um, mm -hmm. you know, cast it ahead of where it needs to be and just let, let it drift out there. Um, real big on uh tube, just a tube jig. Okay. Um, but yeah, no nowadays I do Ned rig a lot. I'll fall back on the tube still, um, as well. But, um, sure. you know, I mean, th there's been, there's been creeks even at the, the Hobie, um, the Hobie TOC, you know, I was way up a creek and, you know, I'd power fish all through the spot and, and caught a lot of fish, but it was, you know, the last 30 minutes just throwing a Ned rig and just letting it sit there where I caught my biggest fish of the whole tournament. It was like 18 and a half incher. Wow. So, uh, I mean, I definitely love power fishing and it, it's definitely a way to catch big fish, but sometimes just dead sticking something small and tasty out there, uh, yeah. you, you know, it'll surprise you. They get, they get annoyed with that little grub, just teasing them. Mm -hmm. Gotta eat it. Yep. The order. Yeah. Um by the way, congratulations on Lake Champlain. I know I've said that to you before, but now that we're like on this, you know, platform, like if you guys haven't noticed that stuff in the background, this man went out and smashed a smallmouth at that Hobie Bass Open on Champlain. So Smalley's rule, you see it in his name. He went out there and crushed him. I never got to talk to you about it. And I don't know if you want to bring it up on here, but there was this pretty special lure you used out there. Wasn't there? Or is that, is that yeah, a little hush hush? It's still, it's still hanging here. Uh, oh, you hanging it right off of there. Look yeah, at that. He went into retirement. So it's like the, <laughs> the, the Berkeley buck tooth beaver is basically just a, a whopper flopper, but it looks like a beaver. And I thought it'd be hilarious to uh, catch fish on it. Cause I like throwing a whopper flopper, you know? Yeah, it's, for sure. It's a really good river bait. And I went out there and uh, figured out something. You know, I was fishing the lake, so I don't want to get off topic. And oh no, that's uh, fine. The, 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 this is yours. Go ahead. Talk <laughs> about whatever you want. Yeah, of, of the the river bassing part of it, but um, yeah, I you know got a got some topwater bites on like a spook, um, but it was like the fish weren't totally getting hooked up, and like the weight of like the spook compared to the, how big the waves were. I just wasn't able to work it great through the waves that were coming yeah. through. And I was like, screw it. I've got that giant beaver. Let's put that on there. And it was able to just like dig into those waves and they just started destroying it. Um, yeah. So yeah. Great. Yeah. Cr craziest, craziest tournament of my life. Um, yeah, dude, it, it's yeah. crazy, isn't it? Like, cause like, yeah. you know, we, we were very similar anglers for the most part. Like I know we just mentioned that you like to finesse and I'm very much a power fisherman, but like we like, to be on the rivers and stuff and in smaller mm -hmm. creeks and you're from we're both from ohio you spent a little bit of time in florida or whatever but like you know i won that pickwick tournament for kbf 
mm-hmm. last year, and then yep. later in the season you won that Champlain. It's just wild when things turn on like that. Like, it, yeah, it's crazy. I had no business, you know, competing yeah. in that tournament. You know, my guy Canelli out there. How many times has that guy fished Lake Champlain in his life? Yeah, you know, a ton. Yeah, yeah I've high, never. Level. Yeah, like it, yeah. same thing. Like I've never. Those are the first times I've ever been down by Pickwick, Wilson, and Wheeler. Like I had never seen those waters before. Like I had no business beating Drew Gregory. <laughs> like you yeah. know what I mean? Like or or Christine or whoever mm-hmm. else was you know entered in those tournaments. Like. You know, I everything turned on and it all and it all clicked and you know maybe this is the part where I need to be a little bit more, um, you know, proud of myself or like not proud but like you know stick like uh, confident in what I did. But it's still just like when it happens and it's happening, you just don't you're just not used to it, I guess. And it's just wild. It's just an absolutely wild feeling. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and congrats to you on that one. I was at that tournament up there skunking and uh, up a creek. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like, dude. is destroying them. Um, yeah, it was wild, dude. They they were just on fire. Just kind of like how you found that topwater bite with your uh, with your you know walking bait, and then turned it into that little beaver uh, plopper yeah. there. Like I had a nineteen inch just smash a spinner bait in the first fifteen minutes of day of uh, of the morning, and I just threw that all day. I would switch it up with a frog every once in a while. I did catch one of my bigger ones on the frog, but like. It was just spitterbait all day, just chucking wine, chucking wine, chucking wine. Like, yeah, that's all I did. So, but it just, they were, I think I explained it in a podcast that I did or whatever, but there's a, like a weird storm front that just moved in and hung. It never actually started raining. It never actually, like, you know, moved away either. That prefrontal, whatever. Cause I think we, like, they had storms before, but it had time to reset. Yeah. And a new one was coming in, but it, the prefront just kind of hung for like the whole tournament for me with, I don't know if it was the same for other people. Obviously Drew had a good day, but he did a little bit. He was catching small mouth and I was catching large mouth. We were in completely different areas, but it just, it, everything just clicked and turned on. And I, I did have a buddy in a similar area as me. Like we kind of did fish together, like Jake Horn. And he would have been right up there on that first day and like somewhere in third through six, but he kept losing them at the boat and I heard it like he was close enough to where I could hear it, but we weren't fishing the exact same area. And like, he was like, dude, I, he's like, I can't, I can't get him in the boat. I'd be right up there with you. It was wild. It was, they were just munching so hard. That day. Yeah. But to get back to your point about talking to lakes, I don't mind if you talk about lakes because lakes are just the boring part of rivers. So <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, right. um, but yeah, so like what, I mean, is there something that you want to bring up? Is there some something about river fishing or the river bass in life that you like want to highlight or is there anything like that? Um, I mean, we're just here to chat about stuff. Like, do you have a favorite, I know you mentioned going out with Will Clements, like in, in, mm-hmm. the, in the Eastern, but is there something like, cause you fish with Gene Wilson and, and done a bunch of different stuff. Like, is there anything that you want to talk about that just doesn't get highlighted as much in, in this new, oh, we're almost like in a new age of kayak fishing? Yeah. Um, you know, r- rivers are awesome is, is, is really still, yeah. still down at my core. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it, it's really cool now. You know, unfortunately, the river bass and trail isn't around, you know, where we're going out and specifically fishing rivers. But it is really cool to see. Um, on that national level, uh, you know, river bass and guys from those heydays still doing really well. Um, you know, and, and I think Drew, Drew's definitely brought a lot of light to what you can do in, in the rivers and creeks, you know, you know, how well Absolutely. he does in the tournaments. 
Um, but I know just this year, yeah, I went to like the Pickwick BOS and I'm, you know, pre-fishing, just driving around creek to creek. And I see Travis Dawkins from Georgia, like kayaking up the same creek that I'm looking at. I'm like, oh, well, you know, he's got the same game plan that I do. Um, or, you know, you see Lance Coley signed up for something. You're like, oh, shit, you know, he's going to be uh, he's going to be up a creek as well. So it, it's made it more challenging, I think, as. Uh, you know, as more people are seeking out that game plan on the national level, it makes it tough to. Uh... Yeah, that's that is the biggest downfall, especially if you're targeting those super little creeks and, and, and runs and stuff that there isn't. It gets territory gets eaten up very quickly. I mean, yeah. you know, I've I've fished personally 14, 16 miles in one tournament before. Um, mm-hmm. It's not easy. But if you go downstream and you power fish, you can do it. And, you know, we've, we've done major trips like that before. So, yeah, with more attention does kind of shrink the, the field a little bit when it comes to those rivers. But it is really, really cool to see, like, what we do absolutely can compete with what's happening on those lakes. And I hope that those major trails see this. And it's only going to make those, those events better by being able to thin the field out of the people on the lakes, let the people fish the lakes that want to fish the lakes. And then if people use our kayaks to get in those smaller waters to what they're supposed to do and, mm-hmm. and bring some diversity into the competition, like even more so than it already is. So like, I'm, I really hope that we can get away from cutting out the, the, the creeks and rivers in, in these events as much. And I know that there's probably a lot of behind the scenes stuff that why you can't and, yeah things or whatever but i just hope we can keep progressing towards inclusion of them opposed to excluding them definitely i'd love to see those those boundaries open up a little bit you know yeah Uh, i mean you know it was a different time and it was a different event but sorry if you guys hear my dogs i have no idea what they're barking about um so but like the radius aspect of what the river bass and trail was always just astonishing to me it's just because like it, it was so simple that it yeah. was just a, a radius and anything moving that wasn't stagnant water that wasn't dammed up in, in a lake like you and it was public and you could get to it to be public was was legal and that it gave you so much freedom to try to find a hidden spot where nobody like you could go smash a limit in an hour and then go do it and then then go big fish hunting after that like it, it, there were just so many options with that sort of freedom mm-hmm. of, of, of territory to fish yeah, you know, it's almost the way you kind of have to do it, you know, on river river tournaments. I definitely liked it, but yeah, um, it may be tougher for some of those bigger trails to do. So I do have <laughs> an interesting story, and I kind of touched on it before we went live here, but Travis and I did run into each other this past year at a local tournament. And it's just an extremely funny story because I – it was a – it was a central Ohio-ish river tournament. So there are certain ones that you're allowed to fish in certain areas that you weren't. Like they were all highlighted on the local trails uh, website for like what was legal water and what wasn't. Literally the night, like the week before, or maybe even the night before, or a couple days before, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go fish this, just see what happens. Because uh, I have the advantage of um, my mom lives literally like 30 seconds from one of the rivers that were in play and there happens to be oh 30 seconds from a legal public put-in on one of the rivers that were, were in play so 
I literally just had to drive to her house, sleep for a couple of hours and get up and go fishing. Like I got there the night before I, I just like had all my stuff in my kayak and I was like ready just to, you know, slide my kayak in and go up river as far as I could. And if I did good, great. If I didn't, I just visit my mom and then head back home. Like it was just like, it worked out perfect. So I'm fishing. So I go up river. There's two guys that, that put in at the same time, same place that I was. I, I talked to them. We figured it out. They were going downstream because I was going upstream and we weren't going to bother each other. So that was cool. I was like, this is more traffic on this, on this uh, Creek river than I thought was going to be right off the bat. And I'm working upstream. I'm working upstream. I'm catching some fish. I don't know where I'm at. I didn't really turn them in. I didn't really look. I knew that they were okay fish, but they weren't like, I had one good fish or something like that, but my, my backups weren't that great. And I just keep where I know that they're in the Creek. They're just kind of harder to find on this specific Creek and I'm fishing, I'm fishing. I come across this guy and his girlfriend and he's like finesse fishing. I'm like, all right, it's not a big deal. He's not fishing the same style as me. I'm looking for a little bit, you know, like, Maybe he caught a few fish that I wouldn't be able to catch now, but I was like, I'm going to be able to, like, I just told myself, I'm going to be able to pull some fish that he missed. There's no way he's fishing for the same fish that I am. Like, I'll be able to pull a couple. And uh, I get past that guy, and then, I don't know, I catch another decent one or something like that. I don't remember the specifics of it, but then I see another kayak and, like, a paddleboard or something, like, up around the corner. I'm like, man, what? This too many people know about this already i guess like this is getting yeah. crowded and then i see the the paddleboard or the the flavor board come around the corner and it's freaking travis's girlfriend mm -hmm. coming around the corner whipping this you know she was fishing in it too which is great and awesome yeah. and then i was like and then i see i was like i was like i thought i recognized her because i didn't ever recognize her like right away but I was like, there's no way this paddleboard girl is by herself. I was like, there's just no way she's paddling through this creek by herself. And I get a little bit closer and get just around the bend just to see around the corner. And there's freaking Travis Von Newman coming down the waters that were coming be the end of my day. And I was like, all right, well, this is all trash <laughs> now for me because he's definitely the guy before. And then now Travis is coming through. Like, this is just screwed up. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the, to get to the end of the story, I passed Travis and I I said I, I knew I needed at that point I did look and turn the fish in and knew where I stood versus and I don't know if I recognized that the dude that I just passed was up there too or not but I definitely mm -hmm. knew Travis was right up there and Travis and I were kind of like battling back and forth a little bit after I started checking my phone and I needed one good fish or it didn't matter so I was like I need one more good fish I'm just going through stuff that Travis did. I have to do something. So I was, I just kept, I, it came time to where it was like, I need to turn around to go back to my takeout to get out on time. And I was like, doesn't matter now. So I'm just going to keep going upstream. And if it takes me three hours to get home and I don't catch a fish, like whatever, I just, I, I either have to do this to, to try or I just, am, you know, in sixth, seventh, eighth place or wherever I was. So I branch off this little like Creek, that's that this little feeder section. I was like, there is absolutely no way Travis went through this. It's too, too skinny. Like you'd have to, you have to like drag your kayak through it. He probably float around the big bend trying to hit that, the cut over there. I was like, there's a good cut, but there's, he probably fished it. I'm going to take my chances and go up this other direction. And I, I, it couldn't have been two feet deep, Travis. It couldn't have been two or three feet deep, <laughs> but of uh, this little section that was coming through, but the thing was, is it was on a bend and it was undercutting six, like 
four trees that were right next to each other. So there had to have been a big old hole underneath of it. And I ran my whopper plopper through there and this, whatever my last fish was in 1819, whatever it was, came out from underneath the tree and just crushed it. Maybe it was a spinnerbait, I can't remember, but it just crushed it. And then the this is the craziest part is now I have a half hour to get this fish turned in. And I don't have service. I didn't remember the last time I looked at my phone to have service. So I have to turn around and start paddling back downstream and looking at my phone every 30 seconds to see if I have service to turn this fish in to see if I've either caught up to Travis or I had passed him. Um, and I'll let, if you want to tell, what's your version of this story? And we could, we could talk about the fish. I don't really don't care about that. It was just a while, like out of all, like there was like what, thousand, couple thousand miles of rivers to fish. Yeah. In this uh, tournament. All, yeah. All of the Columbus rivers were in bounds. So yeah. that, and which is a lot, there's three, four, five different rivers that kind of run through in like East and West of Columbus. So there's yeah. a lot of a lot of stuff in bounds, but it was like, did we go one, two, three in that tournament? We Me did, yeah. And, and the other and the won. other guy, I didn't put, I didn't say it in my story. Other dude, yeah. other dude that I passed earlier caught a 20 inch smallmouth in this creek, right? Yeah. And yeah. I tied him. We had the same exact length, but I got second place because he had the tiebreaker with a 20 inch fish. And then Travis was in third, right behind me on my heels with, with something super close. So yeah. the three people fished the same probably five miles of river out of like thousands of miles available, and they took one, two, three, and then yeah. in, this, in this little spot. So same, like what? Yeah. Same like five miles stretch of river. Yeah, because yeah. we ended up we ended up I ended up meeting back up with Travis at the end of it. And he shoveled me down to my car so I could get out of the river because I still had like two miles of river to go, but he had a takeout that was closer to where we were. So he ended up doing me a favor and driving me down to get my truck so I didn't have to do the last two hours, the last two miles on, on the on the creek in my kayak as after I finally got some service and turned that fish in. So what is what's your perspective on that story? Like like in the morning of like not knowing that anybody else was there, like let's hear your half yeah yeah so i'm there with a girlfriend uh where we put in there isn't really anywhere to leave a car so we had friends help us by you know essentially running the shuttle for us we left my car down at that takeout where we ended up you know me and you got out and i took you down to your car and then we drove you know they dropped off we dropped off all our gear in the put in so me and the girlfriend are going down catching fish doing all right you know i'm checking the leaderboard seeing that i'm battling with you um and then about midday um, we were really taking our time and just pulling all the fish we could out of every spot. Um, you know, she was throwing just like a rebel crawl crankbait on her paddleboard, you know, and bringing in, you know, little 12 inches. Um, and then uh, we were out of our kayaks, like waiting she, uh, you know, in her paddleboard, you know, really fishing the spot hard. And then around the bend coming upstream was the other guy and his girlfriend. And, uh, you know, I was kind of like, all right, you know, let's get back get back on board and and start heading downstream we don't we can't really let them pass us because it's such a small creek that like if he passes us you know he's gonna have the first shot at everything up ahead and i was doing well enough knowing that me and you were in a battle and uh she i forget exactly she she wanted the sunscreen which was in my kayak she asked me uh at midway usa we know the ar-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern american history 
Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. You know, oh, okay, you know, can I read, you know, put on the sunscreen? So I was like, oh, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> right now? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, okay, you know, I don't want to be a total competitive jerk here in the moment. Let me dig through, find the sunscreen. We'll be polite. We'll let them pass. They passed us, and right in the next like deep hole, we hear all the yelling. It's a twenty. We even hear him yell. It's a twenty-incher. I'm like, oh my god. <laughs> she even brought this up like last week. She was like, you know, I'm really sorry about that like sunscreen. You know, now I know. <laughs> now I know. You yeah. know no, if I've ever fished with you again, you know, if we if you say we got to you know get up and go, you know, just to go, because yeah. you know odds are I probably would have ran into that twenty-incher, or she would have, you know. Yeah. One of you had a, would have had a chance at it, minimum. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Yeah, well, but you I mean, know, it was still cool it, how it shook out. You know? And from now on, though, she's got to have her own sunscreen on that paddleboard. Leash it, glue it to it. I don't yeah. care. Like, yeah. Why do I have? She's sunscreen? on her own. Yeah. Why do yeah. you have the sunscreen? <laughs> you you have a long sleeve shirt on and a hat yeah. and a hood yeah. And, yeah. and all of the appropriate gear to fish in a tournament all day. Like, why yeah. did you have the sunscreen? That doesn't make sense. That's that's on you, man. What? Yeah. Keep your own. Give her a backpack or something. Like, yeah. <laughs> keep, keep your own it, it, you know, it, it was her first tournament. You know, she. she yeah. Didn't really, yeah. You know, uh, that was jokes. You, you took, I mean, the fact that you were taking her on her first tournament and you were just, you were right up there in the competition for taking the, the, the win on that tournament. You were one fish away and that dude essentially stole that from you when, when that, the, when this sunscreen happened. No. I mean, it's amazing, dude. Like you taking somebody out on their first trip and you're still slamming fish like that and you're able to organize everything. Like that's awesome. You helped me out at the end of the day, you know, cause that you'd help save me some time from paddling a couple extra miles. So definitely appreciate that. And that's the kind of stuff that we, you know, you create with this, with this lifestyle. Yeah. We're competitive and we don't, we want to beat each other, but you yeah. know, we're, we're, we're river fishermen at heart and like, you know, to help somebody like shuttle and, and get their job done safely at the same time it is ultimately important too. So it's awesome. I appreciate that. And I thank you for that memory and that, in that tournament that we had. And it's just something that I probably won't ever forget. So, um, it's just a fun, fun, awesome time. Yeah. It's um, so, yeah, go ahead. No, I was going to, you know, just pretty much say, yeah, it's more about going out there and, you know, catching fish with some friends and, you know, if you can so help then, do it. Yeah. Yeah. And then at the end of the day, we had to go pick up our trophies or whatever, which it's actually this one right here is my second place. Trip. That's from that event, that big green one right there. Yeah. We're like texting, like, uh, I think it was Nada, like the guy that was like, you know, we were texting like, we're on our way. Like, you know, like we got stuck, like we're so far away. Like, you know, we can't, it's monsooning at this point. Just the storm came in and started raining like at the end of the, end of the fishing day and Columbus like, 
traffic was awful. We didn't show up to like check in until like two hours later. And the one guy <laughs> stayed in the parking lot to give us our trophies and like our awards and stuff. So thank you, yeah. uh, BKFT and, and Nada, who, uh, who stuck around to, to make sure we got our stuff. So appreciate that, guys. Thank you for your dedication to uh, running your events and dealing with yahoos like me and Travis who go fish at the end of the earth <laughs> and, yeah. and, and do that stuff. All right, man. Do you have anything else you want to share? I think we can wrap this up unless there's something else you want to go over. I mean, um, you can also use this time if you have anybody to thank or to appreciate or, or anything like that. Any shout outs, you know, Smalley's rule and all that stuff. Yeah, man. Smalley's do rule and uh, Rivers rule. Uh, but yeah, no, you know, no, no sponsors, pro staff, any of that stuff. Uh, all right. Well, look, he's open, guys. So if any of you are listening to this, uh, looking for for, you know, a good river fisherman to, to represent you. Maybe you send him a message or something. I don't know. He might use your stuff. He might not. But he's available. And he's won a Hobie BOS. So that's that means something. Um, well, Travis, thanks for coming on. Um, awesome episode. You know, I'm sure we're going to compete in some tournaments against each other, um, whether it's this year or next or however long in the future. But um, appreciate you coming on, sharing some memories and some, uh, some of the river bass in life, man. Awesome, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Uh, keep it keep it going. Good to good to have some river stuff to listen to. For sure, man. All right, guys. Take it easy. Paddle and Finn Podcast Network, River Bassin um, you know, Network, all that stuff. Listen to Drew and I. Um, we're gonna start our live show soon. I don't this is probably gonna air after our live shows start, but um, you know, we're we're gonna pick it back up in twenty twenty two with uh, with our shows and um, we'll keep you abreast of uh, everything that Drew's doing in his crazy world. So um, see you out on the water, man. Have a good one. Yep, you do. I'm Will Cooper, host of HuntStand's Make Your Mark podcast. For even more content, be sure to watch the original films from HuntStand Presents on the Waypoint TV channel every Tuesday at 10 p.m. Eastern. Visit waypointtv.com to learn more. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.